Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. We've got rain and wind on the way. It's a cloudy 36 degrees right now. Let's go to the National Weather Service. Liz Jerkowski joining us this morning. Uh, Liz, good morning. I know there's a high wind warning for much of the area. When is all of this going to start moving in? Okay, yes, good morning. Um, right now, currently, there is rain spreading across the southwestern portions of western New York this morning. It's currently coming across Fredonia and hitting just about the southern tier of Erie County at the moment. So that this is this will continue to move northeast across the area throughout the day today. The winds um, will start to pick up out of the southeast, and that'll mainly impact um, downsloping off the Chautauqua Ridge in, in down towards Lake Erie the early like this morning. So about starting around 10 a.m. this morning and last and those high winds there will last throughout into the evening. Once the wind shifts from the southeast th- into the southwest, that's when our main winds will start, the major winds, um, and those will start around 7 p.m. tonight and last throughout the overnight hours. During that time, you can see wind gusts up to 60 miles per hour possible and with that it caused some trees to blow down and maybe some minor power outages okay when is the worst of it do you think for western new york the worst of the winds for western new york will happen overnight tonight all right and that could be in that 60 mile an hour gust range yes okay i would expect around midnight tonight All right, Liz, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Liz Jerkowski joining us this morning from the National Weather Service here in Buffalo. Right now, cloudy, 36 degrees, but rain is moving in to the region. It's kind of on the doorstep this morning. In other news, a special Buffalo School Board meeting last night in what could be the final stages of teacher contract negotiations. WBEN's Max Ferry was there. You know, it is of utmost priority that we get a contract settled for our vital teachers who are doing the hard work day in and day out. And I know that we can get it done together. We're going to get this done, and we're going to get it done soon, aren't we, President Ramore? Yes, we are. Because our teachers deserve it. Okay? So thank you for your words, and um, I'm going to hold you to that commitment. I hope you hold me to it. 
That was Buffalo Public Schools General Counsel and Chief Negotiator Nate Kuzma with a response from Buffalo Teachers Federation President Phil Rumore, who were both in attendance on Wednesday for a special Buffalo Schools Board of Education meeting, who passed a resolution to approve the deal that was suggested to them weeks ago by a third-party fact-finder. The ball is now in the court of the union. Going forward, the two parties will be meeting again today at 1 for further discussion on the matter, as well as the following Tuesday, which could maybe put a possible end to the three-plus-year-long negotiation battle. While the Teachers Federation originally rejected the report of the fact-finder, President Rumor is very much open to closing this deal soon. I, I would expect that there would be a settlement before, I mean, July 1st is just too far. So, you know, I would hope that we could wrap this up in a month at the most. Hear reactions from the board and the full meeting at WBEN.com. I'm Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Max, thank you. This is a positive development for a contract. We'll be talking later this morning at 720 with Buffalo Teachers Federation President Phil Rumor about this latest development with school board member Larry Scott at 650. And coming up also, you'll be hearing more from Nate Kuzma, the board's general counsel, and school board president Sharon Belton-Cotman about these negotiations. DeMar Hamlin made a brief appearance in Phoenix during Super Bowl week to receive the NFLPA's Allen Page Community Award. The Bills' safety received the award at the Phoenix Convention Center yesterday, a little over a month after he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you. Uh, just thank God for being here. One of my favorite quotes, it's a blessing to be a blessing. Um, with that being said, I plan to never take this position for granted and always have an urgent approach in making a, a difference in the community where I come from and also communities across the world. Hamlin was one of five finalists for the Allen Page Award, which annually recognizes one player who goes above and beyond to perform community service in his team city and or hometown. He will also receive $100,000 from the NFLPA to use for his foundation, Chasing M's, or a charity of his choice. With the state's push to all electric, a Niagara County winery was trying to get ahead of the game by installing a geothermal heating and cooling system. But as WBEN's Brayton Wilson reports, it has backfired in terms of cost. The push continues from New York. Some have already gotten ahead of the state's initiative going towards alternative ways of heating and cooling their facilities. This includes Arrowhead Spring Vineyards in Lockport, where co-owner Duncan Ross installed a geothermal heating and cooling system for his complex on Town Line Road back in 2017 and into 2018. It went very well. We actually prototyped it in the first winery building, which was quite a bit smaller, and saw the efficiencies, made a couple of adjustments when we built a larger facility. And even though the geothermal was more expensive, the end point was that we've gotten electricity use at about 3000 a year for the first year we were in the facility, which was pretty good. While it may have been beneficial for Ross to start, the current way utility companies bill their commercial customers has seen his monthly energy costs skyrocket. That's because demand charges are added into the equation where it can multiply energy bills by a factor of four or five. Ross says their first meter bill was 25% for the electricity with the other 75% being for the demand charges alone. While Ross has written a letter to the governor noting the significant gap, he has yet to hear from her offices on the matter. For a small business, 
if it's going to be totally electric and heated with electricity in the wintertime. The 2,000 kilowatt hour limit seems to be low compared to the reality on the ground. I think a lot of the tariffs for power were written assuming that people were heating with a different technology. And now that that's directionally changed with the state, those are the kind of things that need to be looked at and adjusted to account for using electricity as your only heat source. More on higher costs for businesses with alternative heating and cooling sources to fossil fuels is available online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Interesting. Brayton, thank you. Tow truck driver is one of America's most lethal jobs. On average, two emergency responders, including tow workers, are struck and killed every month by a driver who fails to obey the slow down, move over law, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. While all 50 states have move over laws, motorist awareness and compliance are inconsistent, with 71% of Americans unaware of their state's laws, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. A staggering death toll that just keeps on rising. More than 16,000 people have now died along the Turkey-Syria border after Monday's earthquake. Search and rescue teams say due to all the rubble, the final death toll may not be known for weeks and the survival window is closing fast. Time is running out to find survivors in the rubble of the Turkey earthquake. The first critical 72 hours have now passed. Yalla, Ahmad, yalla. The White Helmet rescue team sending a camera into the rubble, finding a young man pinned down. After carefully chipping away at the twisted metal and debris, they were able to free him and a woman. All right, we'll continue to follow progress out of that area, but again... The window is closing on possibly finding more survivors under the rubble. That's Andrew Dimbert reporting. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Cloudy skies with rain likely today. A steady soaking rain through early this afternoon. Temperatures will top out in the low to mid 50s later today. Winds really ramp up tonight. Winds gusting 50 to 60 miles per hour with scattered showers. Temperatures falling into the 30s. We hold in the 30s on Friday. Winds will diminish and we'll have scattered snow showers, maybe an inch or two of accumulation down in ski country. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Larry Scott, Buffalo School Board member, joining me this morning on WBEN. Larry, good morning. Buffalo teachers are now going on four years almost without a contract, but it sounds like there could be some movement. After last night's meeting, I'm wondering if you're feeling a little more optimistic. Uh, good morning, Susan. I, I am feeling a bit optimistic. Um, Mr. Rumor from the BTF was at our meeting last night, and he, he shared a few words, and he indicated that he is ready to work together and get this done. Um, he seemed a little bit more optimistic than he has been um, when he's spoken to us or addressed us previously. And, and last night was really it was a special meeting that the Board of Education called um, because we believe this is a top prior- priority to get this teacher's contract done. Um, just like 10 of our other unions w- were a priority that we renegotiated, two of those contracts were several years that were expired, and we feel it is absolutely important to get this teacher's contract done, and that's why we had the special meeting yesterday, and we passed a resolution unanim- unanimously in support of the fact finders report and you know to me it seemed that it was a big change for remor 
from a week ago when he flatly rejected the deal. Did you get the same impression? Yes, as far as what he shared, I think today we'll be telling when um, negotiations resume um, as to you know really what those words meant that he he shared yesterday. Um, we believe all nine board members believe that this fact finder report um, is convincing and sharing that what we are offering is certainly should certainly be used as a guide to get this contract done. Um, so we are hopeful all nine of us feel like this needs to get done um, very soon. And it's important. Our, our teachers in our classrooms diver, deserve far better. And each day that goes by that we don't get this contract done, it's money that they are not getting. Did you read the fact finders report and do you agree with it? Did you find it fair and neutral? I, I was actually quite convinced when I did read it. Um, did I agree with every single thing? Abs- you know, absolutely. Uh, no, but um, I think it, it's very clear um, in the fact finders report that we are recommending a 21% increase in salary over three years with that, in addition, an 8% bonus. And with that, it would show that Buffalo's contract would be competitive with other districts in the area. For example, in year two, Buffalo salaries would be higher than those in Kenton, Hamburg, Akron, and Williamsville. In years 10 and 30, Buffalo salaries would be higher than Kenton, Hamburg, and Akron. Um, so I, I feel strongly that this is this fact finder report and the recommendation is something that should be used as a guide to get this contract done. Larry, were you there for the last teacher's contract, and how do these negotiations compare? I was not on the board for the last teacher's contract, but um, I was obviously engaged um, and paying attention. And um, I I think there was a lot of noise. Um, I think there was certainly a lot of urgency to get a contract done because there was even more time that had passed, I believe 12 years since the teachers had a new contract. As a board member, as a parent with two kids in in Buffalo Public Schools that uh, extremely values the teachers that teach my children, I do not want to see this go any longer without our teachers getting a new contract and getting the compensation that they deserve. Compensation, obviously, is is probably the number one issue, but there are other outstanding issues, right? What are some of them that you're aware of? Um, well, the the one of those is uh, health care. And um, so I think one of the biggest differences in Buffalo is that our retired teachers um, do not have to, they, they get full health care coverage. They do not have to pay for health care. And so what the fact finder is actually recommending is a little bit lower than what was proposed by the district is that all active teachers and retired teachers um, contribute 10 percent towards health care and really that would be a, a incremental or small increase um, in their their daily or, or i'm sorry their periodic uh, paycheck um, for example a plan b if it, you're a single on a single plan would mean four dollars per check in a increase and for family would be a a $16 per check. Um, So that is something that's different. 
Um, in addition, um, there's a recommendation in regards to how we hire and uh, keep coaches um, for all of our athletic teams, as well as a recommendation in regards to our um, start and end times in regards to busing. Where is the ball now? I think the ball is uh, with BTF and how they um, come to the table today. Um, I hope that there is honest dialogue. There's compromise. There's give and take. Um, There's not walking out. There's not saying no. There's not obstructing. We need to, to be adults. We need to work together and get this done for our teachers and for our students because we it's important, especially today, that we retain um, and attract the best teachers that we can and keep them here in Buffalo. And is changing bell times part of these negotiations or is that separate? It, it is part of the negotiations, yes, um, to have a three three start times, three end times in order for us to um, free up many drivers and address the, the bus driver shortage that we all know we've experienced over the past few years. Okay, and I know that that's still being negotiated. Larry, thank you for joining us this morning and bringing us up to date. My pleasure. Larry Scott, Buffalo School Board member. Buffalo Teachers Federation President Phil Rumor joining me live this morning on WBEN. Phil, we seem to be maybe in a new place this morning with the teacher's contract. I'm just, for our listeners' benefit, going to play a small soundbite of you and Nate Kuzma last night. We're going to get this done, and we're going to get it done soon, aren't we, President Ramore? Yes, we are. Because our teachers deserve it. Yes, we are. Was your part in that. <laughs> Phil, where, where do things stand right now? Well, where they stand right now is we're going to resume negotiations uh, today, uh, and then we have another meeting scheduled for Thursday. Um, the fact finders report, as you know, uh, the it's not wasn't just about DTF teachers rejected it by about sixty percent, but there are parts of it that we agreed with. But uh, first of all, I'm sorry I didn't say good morning, Susan. The uh, the one of the things that uh, that are on there that has not been addressed that uh, no one's paying any attention to is we want to have more school counselors, psychologists, social workers, uh, attendance teachers in our schools. Our kids need it. The fact finder didn't address that at all, nor has the district. And that's one of the things that the teachers are looking for in this contract is to have some fixed ratios so that our kids get the kind of help they need. This is some difficult times, but that's one of the issues that we have uh, with it. It's not just a question of salaries, uh, Susan. Uh, I heard uh, Larry this morning, but the thing that uh, they keep forgetting is that, yes, the salaries have increased. But it takes teachers 27 years, and um, some of them that just joined it 26 years, but still, whereas the average that it takes other school districts is about 22 years. And that means hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, <clears throat> lost uh, in lifetime earnings. So uh, there's a number of things. And also, I heard uh, Larry Scott say that retired teachers don't pay towards their health care. Yes, they do. Well, let me just go back to something. <clears throat> This contract proposal from the district includes a 21% salary increase over three years, in addition, an 8% bonus. I mean, and you talk about, you know, not being on the same playing field with other districts, but do you really think, you know, you can make up for what you've missed in the past? I mean, this seems like a very generous offer. 
Well, you see, it's, over the last three years, you have to remember that we're not, what we're talking about here, uh, the proposal is over six years. Uh, because the only thing they want to give the teachers for the last, the previous three years is a one-shot bonus. Uh, and a one-shot bonus uh, can't count towards retirement. You also get uh, whacked by uh, income tax. Uh, so uh, we feel that they have delayed these negotiations and uh, the teachers are, you know, just to give a one-shot bonus. So it's not just a question of over three years. You have to say, look, at what about the past three years that we're talking about also? So, But also in, it's, in negotiations also there's a, a problem with, as I said before, Susan, is that it takes teachers in Buffalo 26 to 27 years to reach maximum, whereas in other districts it's 22 years. That impacts your lifetime earnings considerably. All right. But let me just ask you this this morning. After last night, is there at least agreement on the financial part of the contract, or is that still not agreed to? Well, there's nothing's agreed to until everything's agreed to, but the financial impact is still still problematic because, once again, the, it takes, as I said, it, it costs the teachers hundreds of thousands. You can compare salaries with other school districts, but you have to look at the total picture. In some districts, like let me take Williamsville, for example, you get to maximum in, I think, 13 years, maybe 14. They might have boosted it up. Well, te- teachers in Buffalo, 26 to 27 years, that impacts on their lifetime earnings considerably. So you just can't look at the middle of the contract. You have to look at how long does it take a teacher to get to the maximum. And that's what was still problematic. We have to knock out some of those steps. And that's one of the things that was not addressed uh, by the fact finder at all, although we had um, started to address it in negotiations. You know, though, I got to tell you, Phil, that a lot of people listening would say you're just way too hung up on that point. They chose to work for that district. And a 21% pay raise, Who's who else is offering that? Nobody. Well, but the thing that this is, you have to remember, it's, it's 21%, but that's, it's actually over not three years. It's over six years. Okay. In other words, we don't get a pay raise for the last three years. So, I mean, that's that's just double talk. All right. So it's still problematic. I, w- I want to move on, though. That So that point is still problematic for you. We thought there was more movement than it sounds like you're saying it is this morning. On the counselors and psychologists, did the fact finder address that? Yeah, he said that we didn't. He said that we didn't address it and the district hasn't addressed it also. But we did address it uh, in our submission. Uh, and if anybody uh, doesn't realize that our kids are really going through some stressful times nowadays and that we need more school counselors, psychologists, and social workers. Uh, but he just uh, he just basically ignored it. How committed are you to getting this deal done and soon? Well, we've been committed right from the beginning to get it done as soon as possible. Uh, that's why we agreed to a fact finder. Uh, we're not the ones that have delayed this negotiations. Uh, this was mostly the district. I mean, we did have the, uh, the the epidemic in the middle of it, but uh, we're committed to getting it done. It's just a question of one of the things that we've worked really hard to help get it done uh, is we've worked with uh, Governor Hochul for the last three years to get some of the highest increases in state aid for the district. Let me give you an example, Susan. Uh, by 
in uh, by the end of next year, we will have succeeded in working with the governor and getting the district an increase of 147, or actually 148 million dollars. That's in addition to their 300 million dollar surplus that they have. So, what we've done is we've worked not only uh, to get the money for you know salaries and benefits, but to also towards to get things for our kids. If I ask you this question, where do you think the ball is right now? Is it in the teachers' court or the districts? Well, it's in both our courts. I mean, the ball's out there, and it goes back and forth. I mean, if you're talking about a basketball game or anything like that, you know, it's it's in both of our hands where it works. I mean, it's it's not just in one person's court or the other person's court. Uh, it's, it's something that you do together. You have to work together. And I addressed the board at the beginning of the meeting last night. I'm not too sure whether you folks heard it or not, but I told them that in spite of the that we disagree on parts of the fact finders report that uh, we're willing to work and uh, work together and get this contract done. Changing bell times is part of these negotiations. Where does that stand with the teachers? Well, where it stands now is that uh, we have sent a letter to the uh, district. Uh, we're concerned about the amount of time that it takes Many of the teachers are concerned about having the kids, you know, get up so early or get home so late. Um, I've had actually complaints from uh, parents that say, look, I have a child that said uh, both both of my children are at uh, two different schools, but they're both at an early school and they want to change one of them to a late school. That's going to mess up my child care. So what we want to do is we want to know, first of all, are you going to pull the parents and the staff at the school before you change it to see whether they can make arrangements quickly or not? We also want to, one of the things that no one's addressing, and it's not just here, what do we do to solve the problem? The problem is bus drivers. What do we have to do to work to get more bus drivers? One of the things that we had heard is that a lot of the people in New York State anyway are, are failing the written exam. Well, the exam is written for truck drivers. Um, so we're taking a look at that. But we, first of all, when it comes to the bell time, uh, we agreed to one previously. Um, but once again, what we have to do is then is we have to, I think, take a look at having the school start really when it's going to be very dark for kids at the school bus drop, you know, drop off at night and in the morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also, let's solve the problem. All right. And we'll continue to follow this, too. But you want a survey from parents before any bell time changes are made. I think that they should. I think they should talk to the parents and let them give them plenty of time also, because, uh, you know, and then they have to have some uh, flexibility also. But and you can't have it going every year. You're going to change the bell time this time, this time. But but we need to address the problem. Otherwise, it's never going to go away. And it's not just here. What are we doing to find out what it will take to get more bus drivers? That's the issue. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.